2: Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot.
3: Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company. Pure talk.
4: more details
3: welcome to today's edition of the clay travis and buck Sexton show podcast
2: third hour of clay and buck starts right now everybody just want to give you a road map of where we're going here and also a little bit of what we're going to be uh getting into tomorrow um this hour we have kaylee McEnany joining us you know her from being well outnumbered fox news also trump's white house press secretary uh friend of ours and i've known kaylee now clay this is when i start to feel old I've known Kaylee for 12 years. It's going back a ways now. Um, and uh, we'll talk to her about her new book, which is out. Uh, we also had mentioned there are these uh, guilty verdicts that have come down for members of the Proud Boys group in relation to January 6th. Um, we're following that news, obviously. We want to talk more about it. We're going to have Julie Kelly joining us uh, tomorrow on that cuz she she's been following that super closely. She so want to get into the, the details and and bring in her expertise on this. I don't know if anyone's been following the January 6 trials really more closely than her. I mean, there are some who might be right alongside her. But I think the big first of all the fact that they got them on seditious conspiracy effectively to overthrow the United States government shows you that they're now they're now imprisoning people for up to 20 years for that, which is which is major. Um, you have something to throw? Yeah. In
0: yeah. I
3: think this is important. Julie tweeted "Um, they started the seditious conspiracy charge. And I want to hit you with this and we'll give her the details on this tomorrow. But I think it's setting the table for what's coming, which is what you said in the first hour. They're going to try to tie these convictions in to Trump. DOJ claimed I'm reading from Julie's tweet. DOJ claimed the Proud Boys seditious conspiracy plot. Began on December 19th, 2020. What 2020? Why is that significant? On that exact day, Trump tweeted, Peter Navarro releases 36-page report alleging election fraud more than sufficient to swing the victory to Trump. A great report by Peter. Statistically impossible to have lost the 2020 election. Big protest in D.C. on January 6th. Be there will be wild this it, is about Trump not yes
2: him. they're going to in my mind in Clay's mind I think we see this one the same way they're they're going to try to bring a seditious conspiracy charge against Donald Trump that he said in now that they've gotten the convictions correct. of proud boys yes they are the henchmen of the overthrow That's who is the overlord who is the top just get I, I this is why I say you can't convict somebody of that and not send them to prison. They want to send Donald Trump to prison. That is the plan while he's running for president. This is what they're going to do. We'll talk to Julie Moore about this tomorrow. But I just wanted everyone to know that we are following this and, and we are going to continue uh, to look closely at that at that story. Now, another thing that's coming on the horizon, and um, we've already set up some expertise uh, from next uh, next week when Title Forty Two expires. Interesting. I think uh, Lindsey Graham and some other Republicans are saying extend Title Forty Two you can't extend title 42 forever because it's a pandemic you know it's at some point it becomes too absurd and i actually think that the the idea that you would continue uh with title 42 is counterproductive because people should see what the real biden policy at the border is without without any uh you know obfuscation without hiding it at all um and and you've had even some democrats pointing out this is a big problem for their cities now this was fascinating Mayor Eric Adams, who we started off talking about because of the the case in New York, well, the incident right now in New York of Jordan Neely and what happened on the subway. Eric Adams is withholding, you know, serious uh, comment one side or the other about what he thinks about this one. We'll see where he takes that. But here he is on Governor Abbott of Texas. This is a claim made by the Democrat mayor of New York City that Abbott, Texas governor is trying to,
5: quote, hurt black run cities. Play three. Governor Abbott sent asylum seekers to New York, black mayor, to Washington, black mayor, to Houston, black mayor, uh, to Los Angeles, black mayor, to Denver, black mayor. He passed over thousands of cities to land here. And so I don't think El Paso, I don't think Brownsville, Texas, I don't think any of those other cities should have to bear the weight of the failure in Washington, D.C. And so it was wrong for the mayor of El Paso to do it. No one should use human beings as political points. And I cannot ignore the fact that Governor Abbott sent migrants only to cities where they're black mayors, and is undermining our cities.
2: Okay, so it, it, it's obviously kind of implying there's some racist... Uh, not oh, implied. Yeah, so I saying mean, directly it's racist.
3: saying it's racist. So,
2: so this is fascinating because he laid it out. The mayor of New York City is black. The mayor of Washington, D.C. is black. The mayor of Chicago is black. The mayor of Los Angeles is black. The mayor, he said, of Houston, I'm not sure if that's right, but that's what he just said, is black. Um, uh, You know, the mayor of Dallas is black. The biggest cities in the country right now, across the board, all have black mayors. Yeah. So if you're just... If you're doing anything to show policy, or you know the failure, it's oh you could say oh uh, you guys are only criticizing uh, the crime rise in major cities in America because you know because the mayors are black. The mayors of all the biggest cities in the country, this has been pointed out to Eric Adams, are black. So there's no you know if, if you're going to send people from the border to big cities, there's there's not this notion that there was a a uh, a choice made here to specifically target. Cities with black mayors, all the biggest cities in the country have black mayors. It's
3: interesting because I hadn't really thought about it because my world is not obsessed by race. So I hadn't even set back and thought about it. Uh, but now that he's brought it up, it is while he's saying that this is racist by Greg Abbott and, and I don't even think it's an implication. I think it's a direct allegation of racism. Let's be honest with what he's saying. What the, the easy response if, if media actually did their job would be what big cities with white mayors is Greg Abbott intentionally not sending migrants to? And I can't even think. Uh, I mean, we're here in Nashville. There's a white mayor here. Okay, he's a huge Democrat. But it's as, as not that big a city. If yeah, you're looking yeah, right. at so really big saying, cities like, in blue states. But if you think of the 10 or 12 biggest cities in America, you know, you just start to run through them. They all have black mayors. So you can look up, Buck, if you pull up like the 10 or 12, and I mean metro-sized cities, yeah. right? Not just like Jacksonville, Florida is like a big population because the city never ends. We love our listeners in Jacksonville, but you guys know what I'm talking about. You could still be in Jacksonville, and you're driving for like an hour. Uh, it, it's kind of crazy. But to, to your point, the only big city mayor that I can think of that is not black— Probably. Is Boston. Boston has yeah. an Asian woman, I think. I'm
2: looking at the 10 biggest cities in the country. The mayor of New York is black. The mayor of Houston is black. The mayor of, uh, we were talking, the mayor of Dallas is black. The mayor of DC is black. Chicago black. Chicago is black. The, uh, LA black. Um, San and, Francisco black. And, 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 and so what, what's interesting is that Eric, this was pointed out to Eric Adams, like, hey man, it's really not, it's really not fair to cast this aspersion on the, on the governor of Texas because like, what well, he's just he's moving migrants to major cities, which, by the way, are the greatest concentrations of illegal migrants anywhere in the country. Anyway, that's yep. where they generally uh, are the most congr- uh, they congregate the most. So this was pointed out to Eric Adams. Uh, he
5: was corrected. really. OK, on this, so you know. somebody
3: did raise this up and say he, he,
5: here he is responding to this play clip 4 I'm making clear of the fact not based on my opinion. He sent them to New York City, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Denver. But also all it,
1: Philadelphia, which has a white mayor.
5: I have not received any reports from Philadelphia. I believe that he sent them to black cities. I mean, mayors where black mayors are, and I don't know if it's if it's to undermine uh, these large cities that are run by black mayors because of his, his political agenda. I don't know if he's doing it before the race. I'm giving the facts of where he has sent them to. We
3: did. It took research. one question we did to blow to up Philadelphia as well. Does that change your view?
5: No, not at all. No, so, so he (laughs) doesn't doesn't even care. It doesn't matter
2: that he's wrong and he's just, you know, he hasn't thought this thing, thought this thing through. It only takes one question from a member of the press. Yeah, they've sent them to Philadelphia. Good for that press member, by the way, to actually push back. Um, but also, as we know, you know, Florida sent migrants up to, you know, Martha, Martha's Vineyard. I mean, there's, there's been, this effort has been to show. Which is
3: maybe the whitest place in America.
2: Uh, certain, it's, yeah, it's a very high, very very high high on the,
3: high on the list. Um,
2: so. It's fascinating as well, because on the one, this notion that there's some targeting of these cities out of a race, there's just no basis for this. I mean, the reality is that we're at a point in America where right now, basically every large city in the country with a handful of exceptions has a black mayor. Um, and, and uh, you know, but this is uh, you would think also to talk about how well, look at the amount of, you know, uh, progress the country has had and how, you know, we're. The, the, the left would be celebrating this more. You, you don't hear, you haven't heard that. Um, they only bring this up in the context of there's racism against these cities uh with with uh with Governor Abbott. But beyond that, now this is the other part of it that I think is so interesting. What's the big deal with sending migrants to these cities? They have told us the Democrat line is these migrants are either fleeing violence and oppression in their home, so we should just welcome them with open arms, and or they're just going to contribute to the economy, do the jobs Americans won't do. Remember that line we all used to hear all the time: the jobs Americans won't do, net contributors to GDP. Um, You know, we, we, they're they're helping with you know the the decline in birth rates in large American cities right now, where you know we don't not at replacement level, and so we need to bring in more migrants. Instead, you have Democrat mayors who are all saying, "Well, we we can't we can't afford this." Clay, why can't they afford the migrants who are making us all richer and better off? I don't understand.
3: Next week, this is going to be impossible to ignore. And let me just give credit, Buck, because this is like a new world. That reporter who called out Eric Adams? CNN. CNN's yeah. Abby Phillip. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on in CNN. I don't know what the staff meetings are looking like all of a sudden. But last week, Randy Weingarten get, gets called out on air. Uh You had Fauci. Uh, sorry, this Vivek Murphy get called out live on CNN about the masking of children by Aaron Burnett. And now in real time, good question, that immediately destroys Eric Adams' entire precept, which is Greg Abbott's racist, he's sending these migrants. But to your point, Buck, even CNN now is covering the disaster at the border. On the 11th, which is Thursday, right? On Thursday, Title 42 ends. And we are going to see an illegal immigrant controversy the likes of which has never existed in the United States in any of our lives. The number of illegal immigrants that are going to come flooding across the southern border in Texas, Arizona, everywhere, it's going to be so overwhelming that even CNN and MSNBC are going to have to talk about it. And all these people out there who get to blithely endorse the idea of illegal immigration and open borders
2: without any consequences associated with it are suddenly going to have that bill come due. You know, and part of the problem here, Clay, is when you look at uh, city and state budgets right now and the strain that a lot of the Democrat states and cities are under, places like New York City, California, massive, massive budget deficits, Uh, one of the reasons that they're under this strain is that they have large welfare states, and there's a lot of poor who have congregated in places like California and New York, a lot of people getting public services. Well, when you're at a time when the public services budget is already so strained that you're going to have to see cuts for Americans to bring in millions of people who are not legally supposed to be here in the first place and start giving them access to public services as well, People start to notice. And by public services, I mean stuff paid for by the taxpayer. You are all paying for this. And what is the benefit? Well, if you're told that you, if you have any question about it, you're a bad person. Eric Adams could say, you got to stop sending migrants or we're going to go bankrupt, but you are not allowed to say anything about it. You know, cyber hackers have their own version of a moral compass. It points only toward one thing, and that's making a fast buck online illegally before getting caught. So when we hear about them getting the Social Security numbers of kids, pairing them with the name of a deceased person and creating a new identity, that's nothing for cyber hackers. They do this kind of stuff all the time. They just hope they can get away with it. It's not the only way that they scam people. If they get a hold of your online identity, they will wreak havoc on your accounts until you get wind of it. So how do you protect yourself? With a company called LifeLock. That's how. Their online identity theft protection is second to none. It starts with their systems sifting through billions of online transactions, looking for patterns of illegal activity in your name. They contact you immediately when they spot something. It's happened to me, and they were most helpful. Let me tell you, they really helped me out when I needed it. So if there's a problem, they have a LifeLock restoration specialist ready and dedicated to help you fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it is easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save 25% off your first year with my name, Buck, as the promo code. Call one 800 LifeLock, or head to LifeLock.com and use promo code Buck. That's promo code B-U-C-K for 25% off.
0: The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
1: Savings based on cost of Consumer cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024.
2: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already
3: forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
2: You can look to precious metals for various reasons,
3: Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I meant to mention this yesterday, Buck, because I flagged it. It's really good, and I want to give everybody out there a ton of praise. Over 100,000 emails have been sent supporting AM radio. Did you hear about this? Uh, We talked about the fact that with electric vehicles, they are trying to phase out AM radio. For all of you out there listening, we talked about this over the last couple of weeks uh, the National Association of Broadcasters, that is the NAB, they are fighting, and many of you listen to us, over 119,000 emails have been sent to lawmakers stressing the significance of AM radio in various communities. Um, and uh, we would just continue to say, enable your own self to be a part of that. If you text AM right now, At 52886 AM to 52886, they are trying to phase out AM radio. Don't let it happen. Text AM52886. I know that those 119,000 emails that they have gotten, a lot of them are coming from you guys. So I wanted to thank you for paying attention and fighting that battle. The AM radio info is also up at clayandbuck.com now uh also speaking of emails brad says you both need to turn in your man cards even my wife could tell the difference between bud light and miller light you guys have been drinking too many frou Fru drinks i'm gonna tell you i don't know where does brad live do we know i think if we flew brad into one of our studios and we gave brad a hot dog and some nachos and we came in with a bunch of different light beers, and we set them down in front of both Brad and his wife, who is unnamed here, I would be willing to bet that Brad and his wife could not tell a difference. I'm just going to put Brad on the spot. He's calling us out. Now, I will say I have had a lot of frou-frou drinks. There was a photo up of me in Miami drinking from a peacock uh, glass A very frou-frou drink. I'm not sure there's more possible frou-frou drink than that. But I've had a lot of beer in my age, and I'm telling you, if you have a hot dog and some nachos and you're sitting watching a game, you cannot tell the difference between Bud
2: Light, Miller Light, and Coors Light. There's a movie, um, it's a documentary on Netflix called Sour Grapes. I'm going to mention it before. Um, And it's about this guy who ran this scam about the very highest-end wine drinkers you could find anywhere in america i mean these guys are drinking bottles of wine that are twenty thousand dollars a piece fifteen thousand dollars a piece and he figured out that if he could just make the labels look real enough he could mix basically you know box wine with whatever in his kitchen fill up the bottles and sell it to people and they think this fraud was millions and millions of dollars and these are supposed to be some of the most sophisticated wine palettes imaginable so your cores versus bud light belief folks i don't know you better have a very refined beer palate. i'm calling it out just like with wine this is this is not unique
3: to just beer wine drinkers you guys can't tell the difference between thousand dollar bottle of wine and fifty dollar bottle of wines most of you i think hardly any of you small business owners look if you made it through covid You could be eligible for a $26,000 per employee rebate. This is money that you already paid in taxes if you go to getrefunds.com. It takes as little as 10 minutes, and you could be making yourself tens of thousands of dollars for your business. You can go to getrefunds.com. They've already helped clients claim over $3 billion in payroll tax refunds. They can help you as well. No upfront charges. It's easy. Ten minutes to find out if you qualify. Why wouldn't you go? GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Clay
0: Travis and Buck Sexton on the front
3: lines of
2: truth. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck show, everybody. We are very pleased to bring you our friend Kelly McEnany right now. She's a former White House press secretary, co-host of Outnumbered on Fox News. She has a new book out. Serenity in the Storm, Living Through Chaos by Leaning on Christ. And, Kaylee, we're so happy to have you. Clay and I are, are big fans, and we know that your dad listens to the show. So, you have brilliant, refined taste family members in the realm of radio, which is very exciting for us.
1: Oh, yes. My dad will text me every day around this time. I'll get a Clay and Bucker saying this. What great points! Like, they're fantastic, <laughs> they're the best. Um, I mean, you know, Kay-
2: Kaylee went to Harvard Law School. Are, are we surprised that her dad is a brilliant man who appreciates fine radio commentary, Clay? I don't think so. I think exactly- he's also
3: <laughs> a big Mississippi State fan, right? I mean, he was an athlete at Mississippi State. So, uh, so good congrats to the Bulldogs on a uh, national title that they got in baseball a couple of years ago, which is pretty phenomenal.
2: So Kaylee, um, oh, yeah. we have an opportunity here to have you tell us, uh, some things that are uh, encouraging and inspiring in the news today it hasn't been a particularly inspiring day we've had to dive into some difficult subject matter what tell us about the book here surrounding in the storm living through chaos by leaning on
0: christ
1: yeah well let's let's be real the uh the news as to your point you know it's been uninspiring today and it's uninspiring pretty much every day over the last uh two years so you know i i just think that we're at this place where you know, it's easy to say, you know, President Biden this or, you know, Democrats that. And I, I'm with I'm with everyone. You know, I, I think it's a disaster of a presidency. And in the book, you know, I explore Afghanistan, the failures there, which I know, you know, well, fuck um, Ukraine. I don't think it would have happened on President Trump's watch, but. You know, at the same time, despite as dim as it looks on the current event horizon, social media, the violence at our schools, I mean, the list is long. Um, I do think the answer is above the political fray. Um, when we have God in our hearts, I think it is, it's a, it's a solution to one in three young girls wanting to commit suicide, according to CDC data, to the violence we're seeing, to the really callous, senseless crime we see on the streets where it's just incomprehensible that someone could be so brazen, so cruel. Um, I think we've lost touch with our foundation. You know, what what is the foundation of this country? God was part of the fabric of this country. So too is patriotism. So too is tradition. All three of those things under attack daily. And until we return to those three basic concepts, um, it's, it's looking pretty grim um, in the country.
3: Kaylee, how do you think the presidential primary race is going to play out in 2023? I know Ron DeSantis is not officially in yet, but you spend and live, I believe, down in Florida. So you spend a lot of time in that state. Obviously, Trump is there not very far away either. Is this going to end up a knockdown drag out affair? Or do you think Trump has created such a big gap between himself and everybody else that it's almost a foregone conclusion?
1: I think, you know, yes, um, President Trump's ahead in the polls by quite a lot right now. Um, I think they will tighten once Governor DeSantis declares his candidacy. Um, I do think, and I know President Trump has said, you know, he's not interested in the, in the debate, um, potentially. It's my guess that I think he'll come around to debating. I, I've never seen him shy from a fight before. Um, so I think everything is going to come down to that debate stage. We know the first debate is in August. Uh, it's a fox debate um and I, I think you're going to see a real a real argument play out and you know the polls they're national polls i would note this is a state-by-state race so you got to win in iowa and you got to win in new hampshire you got to win in south carolina and big events tend to change the trajectory of the polls so the trump indictment was huge it rallied a lot of um supporters behind him they saw the injustice we all did um the de- declaration of candidacy by DeSantis, I think, will be another big moment. And then the debates will be a big moment. But I don't think this is going to be an easy path to the nomination for anyone. I think voters are really going to assess um, who they think can prevail in a general election, among other um, important policy issues.
2: Speaking of Kaylee McEnany, her uh, book, which you should all get a copy of as soon as you can, is Serenity in the Storm, Living Through Chaos by Leaning on Christ. Kayleigh how does how does Trump uh, win? One thing we've been wondering about here, how can he win the, the suburban mom vote that would be one of the ways he could clearly get the numbers needed to win in 2024? I mean, you've talked to the guy for countless hours about strategy and messaging. How can he do it? Can he do it?
1: I love that you asked that question. Um, I think it is is really the question. Um the, the truth is there are not a lot of movable voters when it comes to Trump. He's had his national introduction. People have their minds made up. doesn't mean that their minds can't change. They can. Um, other candidates haven't had that national introduction. So I think that the voter is a little more movable. But here's where President Trump if he's the nominee. I think he does have room to move suburban women. Like, yes, the economy important. I think that'll be big. But I can tell you, being a suburban mom myself, I exist among these kind of never Trump um, suburban moms, that does exist, that is a cohort. I do think the issue of school security is a place where perhaps you'd see some movement. Um, Prosecuting the case against Joe Biden, you know, let's say we banned every gun in America tomorrow. Not going to happen, but let's just speak in theory, right? We would still have guns within the uh, circulation for decades and decades. So it's an improbable solution Democrats put forward. It wouldn't work. But why are you against Joe Biden hardening our schools? You know, I walk by Tiffany's and there are armed guards guarding the diamonds. Well, our children are diamonds. Why aren't there armed guards at schools? I think you can move suburban moms that way. I know because I'm in these parent meetings where I talk to them. And then on the issue of abortion for young women, um, I think talking about vulnerable women because women are victims in the abortion industry, supporting women, supporting women during pregnancy really important uh, to get that compassionate language on that issue specifically. So I think they're movable, but it means being remarkably disciplined on issues that matter.
3: Yeah, I want to build on that because we talk about this on the show, and I know you've got young kids and you are surrounded, I imagine, by a lot of suburban moms, Kaylee. Uh, I'm around a lot of suburban moms. Uh, we've got three boys. My wife has a lot of friends. We go out and they just say, I've made up my mind on Trump. I'm not changing my mind. They agree on a lot of Republican policies, but they just decided that Trump himself, they don't like. How do you fix that? Because that, that to me is the essence of the question that Trump has to answer. And you just kind of hinted at it with abortion politic policies and, and, and certainly, uh, that. Do you think Trump understands that? that there are a lot of women who otherwise might agree with him on issues, but based on personality have moved away from him. And who would be telling him that right now as he moves through his campaign in your mind?
1: I I hope he does understand that. Um, Look, you know, Kellyanne is a really great voice on these issues. Um, And, you know, Susie Wiles, I think his campaign manager is a really sharp lady. Um, So he will have positive voices in his ear. Um, but I, it's going to how can you move those women? Because I know several women, to your point, Clay, um, who are Republican in their leanings, um, but have expressed, you know, I would I, I just can't vote for him. I'm sorry. You know, I, I don't yeah. like some of the things that he says. Um, this is where those presidential debates, and I hope they happen because Joe Biden will try to skirt them. If If Trump can really move this from being a referendum on him. Because those women who say they won't vote on him, it's a referendum on him. That's if he right. He can crystallize a choice to those women. Your choice is the economy falling, regional banks shuttering, uh, being unsafe on the world stage, China domination as they rewrite the world order. Not having guards for your kids at schools because they're interested in political talking points about guns. Um, you know, if he can crystallize that choice, maybe you move just enough of those as you build inroads into the black community and the Latino community, which Trump Trump built there. We've we've added voters in the black and the Latino community. So there's a narrow way to maybe piece together enough, but it's a game of addition and we can't afford subtraction. So that means no name calling being really disciplined because that's when those subtractions start happening. And it's going to come down to, you know, a few thousand voters in a, in a few swing states.
3: Kaylee, your dad was an athlete. You married an athlete. Um, When you see that we are now having a situation where men are identifying as women and winning women's championships, did you ever think we would ever be here? And isn't this an issue that crystallizes just how out of touch left-wing Democrats in particular have taken over the Democrat Party such that I think RFK Jr. is the only Democrat that I've even heard come out and say, hey, this is wrong.
1: Yeah, I I never thought we'd get here. Um, It's so basic; it's such common sense. Uh, Men have physical advantages over women in sports. You're decimating women's sports. My sister was a track athlete, uh, D1. Um, She couldn't compete against men. It's just biologically not possible. But the degree to which you've seen the left totally marginalize this issue, and in fact, play into it—you know—in the wake of the Covenant shooting, for instance—and you guys have really been on where is the manifesto? And I appreciate it because I think we need that accountability. Yeah, but in, in the wake of that, I watched Karine Jean-Pierre at the podium talking about transgender kids need to fight in the wake of six Christians being killed by a transgender individual. That is highly irresponsible language. Likewise, irresponsible that not a single member of the Biden administration used the word Christian in the wake of that shooting. We need to call things what they are. Uh, what happened, the attack on Tree of Life Synagogue was an attack on Jewish men and women. The attack at Pulse Nightclub, an attack on gay men and women. Nashville was an attack on Christians. And you have the left playing into uh this transgender narrative at the expense of truth and facts be it in women's sports or in the wake of an atrocity and it just defies common sense and i think it's one of these wedge issues where they may be wrong on and they may be lo- losing a little bit of support on the margin uh because of this.
2: kelly every, uh McEnany, everybody get her book when you can please it is serenity in the storm living through chaos by leaning on christ and kelly give your dad a big high five from us Tell him thanks for listening
1: Will do. He'll love it. I'm sure he just heard the interview. Thanks, guys.
2: Good deal.
3: Kaylee's dad, obviously a great American. Um I got to tell you, one of the coolest things about being a parent, seeing aspects of yourself and your kids, mannerisms, facial expressions, funny little quirks. You don't always realize it either until you look back at old footage of yourself as a kid. Have you had your own kids? You go back and you look into pictures of yourself when you're five or six years old and you can see a version of themselves in your own images. It's pretty incredible. And as we get closer to Mother's Day, how great is a gift that allows you to preserve your family's history for the rest of your lives? Old footage from VHS tapes, Super 8 films, you name it. It's an awesome gift idea and Legacy Box will take care of ensuring that your family's memories are preserved forever. They've done this. For a million and a half families, including my own, they're based right here in my home state of Tennessee. In fact, in my mom's home city of Chattanooga. And if you're looking for a great Mother's Day gift, this is a big-time winner. For Mother's Day, you can get 60% off the regular pricing at Legacy Box. Why not preserve your family's memories forever by going to LegacyBox.com slash Clay for the best Mother's Day sale ever. One more time, legacybox.com slash clay for this special 60% off offer. Heard it on the show? Hear more on the podcast. Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives. More content, more common sense. Find the guides on the iHeart app
2: or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
3: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
2: You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals.
3: Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-GOLD. PureTalk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to PureTalk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone.
2: There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system.
3: Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. PureTalk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America – for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile.
2: The average-sized family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today.
3: Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family
4: relies on Pure Talk. more details
3: welcome back in clay travis buck sexton show appreciate all of you hanging out with us we're closing up shop here thursday edition of the program um this is uh these leaks and i think we should hit on it here as we finish out thursday the leaks that continue to come out of tucker carlson from behind the scenes at his show Actually make him, in my opinion, Buck, look better and better as we talked about yesterday. But our friends on The View are trying to say Tucker Carlson was playing a racist, rage-filled character. Listen to Cut24. Again, The View, always kind of a mess. But this is Alyssa Farah Griffin who is effectively the conservative voice on the show, analyzing the Tucker Carlson situation.
1: So there was always this idea among Republicans that Tucker was maybe playing a character on TV. The rage filled, you know, kind of race, I mean, quite racist, angry, angry white man act. I knew him for maybe 10 years and there was a time that he was fairly normal and not a hate filled person. But the texts that have come out and people are saying these newest texts are why Fox ultimately parted with him is it shows that that's who he Privately,
3: was. Have you seen anything, Buck, that has been released so far on Tucker that makes you think that Tucker is a less likable person than you thought
2: before? No, I think it makes emotionally stable, honest people think he'd be fun to hang out with. I, I don't see anything about Tucker that is a problem, and that is anything other than what you would expect Tucker to be like on and off the air. And I just would say it's it's a sad thing when you see people in the media. This like, oh, well, I used to be friends with so and so. You know, to, to trash people that used to have a relationship for the amusement of libs who hate you because you're so desperate to be on TV is a sad thing.
3: Also, I, I, I mean, I watched Tucker's show. And I don't spend a lot of time sitting around watching television in general because I'm chasing my kids around all over the place uh, with all the different things that they do. So I don't watch a ton of, of shows that much anyway. But every time I watched Tucker, and certainly every time I was on with him, I was like, yeah, this is a pretty eminently reasonable show. Now, you may disagree with some of the conclusions, but I never bought into the idea that it was some awful, racist, horrible version of America that he was talking about. I think he was fighting back against the awful version that is often racist of America, like we started off this show talking about, that has led to, unfortunately, Let's be honest, unmitigated disaster on every front right now, whether it's the border, whether it's crime, whether it's inflation, whether it's the economy that I think is headed towards a recession. Joe Biden's done a disastrous job and not talking about what a disastrous job Joe Biden has done would be a failure to acknowledge objective reality.
2: How how can a person who thinks they're responsible put someone as irresponsible and incompetent as Joe Biden in a role of such authority. Now people say, oh, but you guys voted for Trump was vote. First of all, I think Trump has always been a lot smarter than Joe Biden, a lot more interesting and compelling than Joe Biden. Even before he got into politics, clearly, you know, I mean, one was private sector, one was public sector, but there's one guy who understands markets and economy. And that's Donald Trump. Joe Biden has no idea. The only jobs that Joe Biden knows how to create are for Hunter at Burisma. And, you know, for Chinese, uh, uh, you know, hedge funds on behalf of the Chinese communist party. um, but I think that now we're seeing more and more that they just simply, whether it's COVID or Biden or gas stoves, Clay, the people who are objectively wrong on things double down because part of convincing them to take the positions that they have is that they're smarter than the other people. And so if they were to admit that they're wrong on any of this, whether it's Biden or masks or anything else, it's an admission that, you know, the kind of people who listen to this show or who watch Tucker when he was on the air Maybe there's something to them. Maybe maybe they know something that the libelites don't know. Rob in Lexington, Kentucky, has a question that
3: is, I think, maybe the most important question of the next eight months. What do you got for us, Rob?
2: Well, I'm a conservative. I voted for Trump. I think Trump did a great job. I think his Twitter, and I will say he's narcissistic, has alienated so many people. I think he will win the Republican nomination, but as the polls say they'll hide biden and he'll lose and we cannot afford another four years of biden and i think desantis is a better choice because the polls say he would beat biden i think what he recently did it with the abortion in florida is probably going to hurt him but i think we've got to got to get a republican in and at some point trump has to see that he's not going to make it because there are so many people that are just so turned off by his personality although i think he did a great job otherwise
3: It it is the number one question, I think, of 2023 running into 2024. If Trump is the nominee, can he win? Can he win? That's That's it. That's the Everything else.
2: You know, we think Trump's a great guy. We love what he did for the country. The only question out there for anybody on the right is and should be, can Trump win? And based on that answer, a lot of things follow. And by the way, we don't know the answer, but Kaylee hit on it. How does he change people's
3: opinions? Big story.